Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about the Microsoft Cloud Gaming Service. Microsoft xCloud? Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's what yeah. it's called. It's like the most generic like name for like a cloud-based something I mean, ever. They're, they're, like they're pulling an Apple instead of like iCloud and iPhone. I know, iPhones, I know. Like and they're Xbox combining Xbox, Xbox with the cloud. Yes, yeah. they're trying to own the cloud gaming name. I don't know why you're saying it in that tone. I just I, like, it's 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 just a generic name. Like Xbox was like, ooh, this is a... xCloud sounds amazing. I don't know. I don't know about it. What else is supposed to call it? It's like calling it's like calling the Xbox instead of the Xbox. It's like calling the Xbox X gaming or X gaming X console. I don't. I. I don't, I don't know. I just, no, because it's Xbox is in the cloud. Yeah, you under, yeah. Understand? I get it. I get it. I get it. They're not gonna call it Xbox Cloud. I get That's the concept. Too much of a but similar to how we've talked about the Nintendo Switch, every time we hear one of these names, just like the Xbox One. Originally, I'm just like, why? Why is it even called this? Like, what is the? But then, it, it just automatically, like, three months from now, I'm gonna be like, I love this name. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna talk about that and give our take, our hot take. <laughs> later in this episode, my take's actually kind of more like lukewarm right now. It's got to bake in the oven for a little while, You're for not, a couple of segments. This was a oh until we. I'm real <laughs> until, confused until we get there. Um, so <laughs> uh, we also have some news. That we'll get to in a little bit. That's right. But what have you been up to this week? Oh man, a whole lot of we Forza this Horizon whole section Four. Last week and it felt we, weird. We did it. We skipped. I don't know if I liked it. I don't know if I liked it either. But it was a very long episode. It if was this already, had already long, yeah. been in there. Like if we'd are like dove into this. I know. So I mean, like I've been playing a whole lot of Forza Horizon Four. I know. Me too. That's the biggest thing. I mean, that's all I've been up to. I mean, I, I've done some Fortnite. Like I've played zero Fortnite. I mean, other than just like chipping away at my dailies, I haven't done any of the the, the battle pass challenges or anything yeah. like that. I've just done like the bare minimum of dailies. And even yeah. that, like we were out of town for a couple of days this week, um, visiting some family with, with Des, Des meeting all the fam, you know, meeting, yeah. meeting great grandma at this point. Um, and that was awesome. But like, I didn't really have time like to, to play much of anything or to dip into Fortnite at all, like to do the dailies at yeah. that point. So I might end up very far behind on this season. That's fine. I mean, I don't know. You, you came came from behind last time. It's true. Like, That's true. Except we're only what three weeks in. That's right. Yeah, so it's fine. Yeah, we got we we had some time. Yeah, we got some time. Uh, I don't. I think the for the first three weeks of last season, I don't think I did anything. Mm. I think I came in and like did them all at once. Mm. Um, but Chris, I'm huh. looking forward at Red Dead, thinking when am I going to have time whenever Red Dead is out? Yeah, I know. Like to play Fortnite. Well, I mean, you know, that's why. So. Uh, Technically, I should be banking these things now, so that way I can like take a giant chunk of like time off from it. Like, let's, let's pause for a, for a second and just talk about the fact that like Call of Duty is coming out this weekend. Holy cow! Tonight, in fact, that's amazing. And I haven't even thought about that. I know. I really want to play that game. I did, but see I do not have time for it right now. Props to IGN. I, their review this year yeah. for for this. I saw it today. Where they were yeah. like, "Oh, we're doing separate reviews for each of the sections because yeah. they're vastly different games with different gameplay, different mechanics." Yeah, and you know, so we're going to review each section separately and then have a combined overall review that you know that yeah, somebody thing, else puts together. I saw that article and I like I I glanced over it real quick because I didn't have enough time earlier to just like dive into it, but. 
so they're doing three different reviews, one for zombies, one for multiplayer, and one for the uh, blackout mode. I oh, thought yeah. that there was like a spec ops kind of mode too. So there's the single player yeah, kind of missions, I, yeah. but I don't know where those fall or if they're if they're like off the bat or if they like hand that at some point along yeah, the is way. Is that not part of the package anymore? I don't even know. Like that wasn't part of their review package. And so I'm wondering if maybe like that's part of the overall where it's like, hey, you know, that'll add into the overall That seems score. dumb to like break out. Like that's what, that's what makes me think that they're not in there anymore. Yeah, and that also makes me think like okay, if if they are in there, are they so insubstantial? I'm going to look this up. That now. like it's just not even not even worth mentioning or it's like oh, it's like an add-on to this thing. It's it, not like a standalone mode cuz honestly like if single player was in there, where it's like oh, we have this campaign, um that would also be a uh, a review. And so you review it as like a first-person shooter campaign. And so I don't know, like that's fascinating. Um but yeah, dude, that's I can't believe that that's coming out already. Like this this season, this since Spider-Man hit, it's just been rapid fire. It's great. Okay, so I okay. Um find it. I found it. This is a, a recent article from September. So, in place of the single player campaign, okay. set between the Black Ops 2 and Black Ops 3, Mm-hmm. The universe will be introduced through small solo missions that also give you a chance to try out the specialists you'll be using in competitive multiplayer. You'll learn about their backstory in these missions, but it's not meant as a replacement for the campaign. Hmm. Um. So. So they like. I feel like that's part of multiplayer. It'll probably be part of multiplayer. I would assume. Yeah. I mean, if they're maybe like, you hey, have to unlock them, play the plays to unlock them. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Like, oh, it's a oh. tutorial almost for yeah. like the the different specialists. That's that's different than what I thought it was. Me too. I don't know. We'll see. Like, hey, hey. Since neither one of us are buying it tonight. Yeah. Which makes me be like, what were the pre-order bonuses? But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what am I mi- I'm like, what am I missing out on? FOMO. Uh, yeah, FOMO. Maybe, like, we'll just wait for the the IGN review and yeah. see what happens. See what happens. Like, that's the thing. Like, whenever I saw that they were breaking it out like that, I was like, oh, yeah, it's sweet. I like this. Like, because there were times where I literally wouldn't play the campaign on yeah. certain games and I would just play the multiplayer. It's like, oh, is it worth it? Yeah. And then there were sometimes where I would just play the zombies and like, so, I don't know. Like, it's, uh, you buy the game, like the different player bases for each of those modes is drastically different sometimes. So it's ex- exciting to have somebody like look at it that way and be like, hey, we're going to have a, a global overview of like, hey, is this good? Uh, a good package, good value package, that sort of thing. But you know, the, of these each individual things, we also are going to have like a score and a, uh, a yeah. separate kind of opinion. Yeah. It's cool. I like it. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I do want to play it though. Yeah. But there's just too much other things. There are too many, too many games, man. Yeah. So Forza Horizons happening right now. I'm still working my way through Spider-Man. Um, Fortnite's always there, you know. Red Dead in a couple weeks. Fortnite's always there, just in the background. Yeah, it's just there. Um <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Like, not really. <laughs> that's, there, a, that's what I'm into. If uh, if anyone's interested, I I haven't watched them yet, but the uh, the new Star Wars uh, show uh, Resistance mm. has debuted on like streaming services. Uh, so it's like you can you can watch it on like Disney Now and that sort of thing. So it's like, hey, I you can. Was it any good? I haven't watched it. Oh. Like I watched the first like ten minutes, but then like I had to like it, we were up at family's house, and so I was like, oh no, I have to go do something else. So I have it was interrupted. So I have zero opinion of of the entirety so far. The art style still like it looks. It looks good to me, but like not like great, like where it's like, oh, this is, this is acceptable, but like, not quite where I'm like, mm, this isn't stunning. Whereas yeah. like something that's a similar art style, which is uh, the Dragon Prince on uh, on Netflix, 
there are times in that show so like within in the first like few minutes of that show i was like this looks stunning and it's mm. the same general art style so yeah. it's like yeah. I, I i can't quite put my finger again it's just because i've just watched the first like half of the first episode yeah. of resistance um but i can't quite put my finger on why it's not like as good as this other thing yet mm. and mm. i'm not sure if it's like the fluidity if it's like the animation like the the actual like characters moving or like i don't know but it's like this cg generated thing shell uh cell shaded and uh and this is the same thing as the dragon prince dragon prince looks really good for the most part like there's only a couple times where i've been like oh that was a little funky but there always is with any animation and uh and then like this was not that way it was kind of funky like throughout so i don't know we'll see i'll uh i'll have to watch it and give you my opinion yeah i again like i'm just not sold on it yet i'm, I'm not, not sold no, i'm on definitely it. not sold on it I like what they're going for. I like the anime kind of thing that they're going for. Like whenever you you describe it or whenever you're like, hey, we want to yeah, grab I guess, this. I guess whenever you, you yeah, they say you're this, wanting a more anime feel. Yeah, this sure that sounds cool. CG computer generated like visceral anime thing, and I'm, I, it makes me think of like Voltron or something like that on Netflix. And it's like, yeah. oh, that's amazing, you know. This is just but not that. It's just not quite that. Right. So, anyway, we'll see. We'll see. Since we've only been up to Forza Horizon Four mainly, do you want to go ahead and do the news? If that wasn't an answer, you know, I don't know what it is. Yeah, that was the answer. Okay, so jumping into the news. First up, we're talking about PSN name changes. What? So this has been a long requested feature for many, many years. <laughs> Probably the most requested feature like <laughs> that uh, for the hardcore player base. Dating anyway. back to whenever before this podcast, when I would listen yeah. to Podcasts Beyond. Yeah. Um. In the PS3 era, yeah, like there were people calling for this, yeah, and unbelievably, it didn't debut with the PS4. It has been pushed back and kicked down the road until now. Yeah, but it even even now it comes with like huge caveats. It's funny, like I was I I <laughs> was listening to a podcast like er, last week. I think it was da- Games Daily or something like that. A kind of funny Games Daily, and somebody on there like it was a guest was on there like it was a guest host and they were like i had a friend who was working on name changes like three years yeah, ago yeah. at sony and it, and it was like it was just apparently impossibly hard because of the way that they had set up those <laughs> names <laughs> so stupid <laughs> that it's like you're rather than having like a random generated number that's your user id and then a name that associates with that id and so you can change that name willy-nilly it, it's literally you whatever name you chose was your id yeah like i'm just gonna you know go out there and say it this is things like this make me appreciate the time and effort that Microsoft puts into their <laughs> services in general. Yeah. Because I mean, you think across the board, things yeah. like Office 365 and yeah. you know, their their servers and stuff like that. Like you know, Microsoft this is what Microsoft does. Yeah. And this is not what Sony does. Well, but still, like the fact that they didn't design their Xbox Live system in such a way that you can't do something as simple as change a name. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, well, oh. I also find it funny, like, with, with Microsoft, it's like they've made enough mistakes over the years yeah. where it's like minor mistakes and then, like, fixed it over time that it's like they obviously, like, oh, we don't have to worry about Why user IDs being the thing. Almost 10 years at this point, you know, to, yeah. to change. So this is the um, – I'm going to read the from the PlayStation blog, and this will cover all of it. <laughs> 
all the conditions and everything. Side note, last year at PSX, uh, Sean Layden was like, oh, hopefully by this time next year we won't have the, you know, be asking about PSN name <laughs> changes. And so it's like, well, here we are. Posted by Sid Schumann, director of social media at Sony. We're happy to announce that we will soon begin testing the long-awaited feature that will allow users to change their PlayStation Network online ID from their PlayStation 4 system. The PSN online ID change feature beta will be a part of the PlayStation preview program and will become available to select users that have pre-registered as testers for previous PS4 system software betas. During the preview program, you will be able to change your online ID as many times as you want. The first change is free. And changes after that will cost $9.99 USD. So for reference, that's the same thing that it costs on Xbox. Although, the next sentence, for PlayStation Plus members, it will cost $4.99 USD after the first change. That's better. That's better than what Microsoft offers. So they're trying to, you know. I mean. Sign up for PlayStation Plus. You can change your ID for five bucks. As many people as are going to want to change their names. Oh, yeah. They're going to make They're going to make so much money. Well, I mean, the first, the one first one's free, free yeah, I guess. so like, you know, yeah. although it's just like if you, uh, we'll if get you back change into it, you're, oh no, changes to online ID can be made through the settings menu or via the profile page of your PS4. Mm-hmm. When you change your online ID, you will have the option to display your previous ID with your new ID so your friends can recognize you. That sounds cool. Okay. Like, so if I all of a sudden change to Chris Wright something, I'm no longer Stardust, mm-hmm. I, I, they'll both be on there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so it's actually like it's him. Occasionally, I'll have people on my friends list change their name, and, yeah, and I, I have just no go, who they I have are. no idea who you are. I, I should just unfollow you. Well, unless they've shared like their real name with me. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I need to go through my friends list and do like a big purge anyway. Agreed. Because like back with like Destiny 1, whatever, you just raid with somebody and yeah. you're like, I'm going to all of you. I think I even still from like Black Ops 2, I think I have, or Black uh, Ops 1. I have people from 360 I would era. just add yeah. lobbies. Like you get in a good lobby yeah. with people and that are, that are not like complete jerks. And uh, and you're like, oh, this is a great lobby. Let me just add everyone. So everything up to this point sounds cool. All right, sounds okay. This is great. Yeah, you're doing a great job. Nothing but I'm good gonna news. Chris. I'm going to reread this sentence and then read the second one after it again. When you change your online ID, you will have the option to display your previous ID with your new ID, so your friends can recognize you. Once you decide to display your old ID or not, you won't be able to adjust this after completing the online ID change process. So. If you want to always display, if you are so basically Ripper, your, I, your 429, I, yeah, you know, uh, and you decide to show that now you cannot remove that old one on there if you decide to show the old one. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No, uh, moving on. This feature doesn't com- your name then effectively become both names, yeah, and it gets worse. This feature is compatible with PS4 games originally published after April 1st, 2018, and a large majority of the most played PS4 games that were released before this date. However, please note, not all games and applications for PS4, PS3, and PS Vita systems are guaranteed to support the online ID change, and users may occasionally encounter issues or errors in certain games. What? If for, I mean, I guess it's just not going well, to. Why is it a game by game thing instead of like a system thing? Well, and that kind of goes back to last week. There were reports from developers that they were trying to prepare their games and update their games to support new PSN ID changes. That, that to me, I don't know. There's some, some something behind the scenes and the way that, like, this is the way I think it's you know like 
this is probably really juvenile in the way that I'm thinking about this, but you know, with Xbox or whatever, you probably get some kind of ID number mm-hmm. letters combination ID thing, kind of like a one of those silly uh, Nintendo friend ID codes. Yeah. That's just a million just a different big random jarble things. of numbers and, and, and letters. then your and that's how they identify you on the system side. Yeah. And then you get like your own gamer tag that can just display. Probably what happened is like in the in the actual like code of PSN, there is no jumbled up like garbled yeah. number thing. Your name and you are identified literally by that old PSN ID. That's right. why they're like, well, we're still have to, you know, sh- you can still show it because we're still tracking it. Yeah. So like maybe. If so the- basically, they're adding a step in front of that, saying, "Oh, now this is the ghost name," and then you're. you're- well, if you open up, you know, a game that used your old ID and you're no longer that new that old ID it's not going to recognize you or something like that i don't know weird okay I'm, i this, see this is just what it sounds like so the way they get around that <laughs> uh let me uh, so uh, no all all games and not all games and applications for ps4 ps3 and ps vita systems are guaranteed to support the online ID change and users may occasionally encounter issues or errors in certain games if for any reason you experience issues after changing your ID you can revert back to your original ID for free at any time. You will only be able to revert once during the preview program. Reverting back to an old ID will resolve most issues caused by the ID change. In addition, when this feature officially launches, a list of compatible games published before 2000 or April 1st, 2018 will be provided on PlayStation.com for reference before you make a change. The preview program for this feature is scheduled to include at the end of November Full rollout of the feature to all PS4 owners is planned for early 2019, so stay tuned for updates down the road. What you're telling me, it sounds like, is that I can change my name, but I risk opening a can of worms. Yeah, you you <laughs> risk opening a game that you play like regularly. Because think about this, like how many like the ga- April 2018 is not that long ago. No. Like and so like if you had this fix in your pocket, well, is since that even before God April of War? Tw- 2018? No, because um, it came out in March. <laughs> then what? Like uh, I'm I'm yeah I'm, I'm confused. I I don't understand why this is a thing. Like why wouldn't you have implemented this change like three years ago if this well, was the right and if solution? You had this much time, like why not just fix it? Mm. Man, this is like this is. Or if you haven't fixed it to this point, why not just wait for PS Five and fix it then? Sure. Like say this create, is the create price. a whole like, new. This is the break. PSN uh, network or whatever. Right. Because like remember whenever we went from 360 to Xbox One, there was that whole thing where it's like they're actually like uh, Xbox Live systems are actually different for those two consoles. Yeah. They don't share the same. Although you can like cross like over and like. Uh, I think you could chat between them, mm-hmm. but you couldn't, for instance, look at Xbox One achievements on 360. Yeah. Like, you know, it, there were just weird things like that where it's like this, these don't these play systems well together. aren't yeah. as compatible. So, yeah, like yeah. just redo your, your – I mean, I know – I'm saying that <laughs> not knowing the ramifications of what I'm saying. Yeah. And I'm sure it's a huge lift. But yeah. if Microsoft can do it, Sony can do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, and then like you're never – like in this instance, like being too – like 
technically like too far gone to like fix this issue <laughs> too, it yeah. shouldn't it shouldn't really like ever exist like in that way i don't know like i think i think they've come up with a good solution for like a band-aid like where it's like this sure. is literally just like a band-aid right now and like i fully expect whenever ps5 hits to have like the actual solution where it's like okay now as of this point like we're good to go yeah. but like at this point like people are still playing lots and lots of games that like were released before april and it's like what oh man i just think about the the number of people that are going to go ahead and go oh i can change my name and just see that news and then change their name and then open one of their old games and go oh what in the world is going on why isn't my data saved (laughs) it ate my save and they just kind of go on with their lives thinking that this game ate their save and it's like well okay sweet (laughs) oh man i I can't believe it dude it's I can't believe it. I love it. Um, <laughs> I'm glad. Here's what I'm glad about, Chris. This makes me happy that I don't have a name that I want to change on PlayStation. Exactly. I do. I will say, like, I had to put a dash. Like, it's not the same as it is, is on Xbox. Yeah, because somebody already had mine. And so, like, I had to put a dash in between the name and the number or yeah. whatever. So, I may check and see if like i can ooh, oh yeah after they change theirs maybe yeah maybe they change theirs and yeah. i can change mine to that what theirs was so um anyway. did we have more? then again i can't open any games from from before april did we have more video game news uh before we move on don't believe oh we did one thing mm-hmm. uh telltale's walking dead the uh, yes. final season by uh the well, Telltale, I said Telltales. <laughs> I was like, well, that's what's the company name in this? <laughs> I'm just flabbergasted by the previous news story. This one's also a, uh, like an interesting one because uh, Robert Kirkman's uh, Skybound. company, Skybound, has purchased the rights to yeah. The Walking Dead, the final season. Uh, so it's probably going to be released sometime. Yeah, I like it. Like, So we kind of briefly, I think, we, did we talk about this? When we were like, well, what happens if Telltale like decides to finish this? Like, how do they pay? I mean... <laughs> they have it, no staff. Yeah. Um, They've already fired their staff. I think from, from a... I think this is smart. From a brand standpoint, if I'm Robert Kirkman and this just happens to the company who was making a game with my property... Yeah, that's associated... Like, that. basically, they are creating the game that is based on your, the property that your name is, like, associated yeah. with. Like, that's the thing. Like, Robert Kirkman, The Walking Dead. Yeah, and it's, it's not like you they're besmirching your name or anything no. like that, but uh, you have a story that a lot of people love that they're just not going to be able to release the end of mm-hmm. um, to purchase the the license back, <laughs> your own license back, yep. and say, hey, we're going to we're gonna finish this on our own. Um, this is the first time... If they... We, they haven't said how they're going to do it. If they bring in, like, old Telltale, which I would assume that's how they're going to do it. That's got to be how you would do it. Uh, developers and artists and designers. Like, mm-hmm. I don't... Who knows what point in the the process these yeah. last two episodes were in. Um, this will be the first time that Skybound has had, like, internal devs working mm-hmm. on something. They always, like, farm things out and use extra... You know, license their stuff to, to, yeah. to other companies. Um, I think it's cool. I, I like. I think that this is probably best case scenario for the franchise, mm-hmm. like the the Walking Dead Telltale franchise. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, I also think like, okay, so they purchased the rights to this game and you assume they purchased like all of the code and all of like the thing, like whatever state the game was in, like they now own that. Right. And it's like, I think about the, the difficult task of 
you know, even at like as a mixing engineer, if I like wandered into another person's mix, oh, yeah. like you open up somebody else's session in any software or whatever, and like it's it's essentially like waking up in somebody else's house, like and it's completely dark, and you have to wander like get from here to the kitchen in this other person's house without turning on any of the lights, and it's like oh, yeah. oh, oh there's well, a coffee table, and, and, oh, oh there's and the door, and it takes you so like long. That, but it's like it, it's even more so. I think it's more like you're you have to cook a twelve course meal. <laughs> In someone else's kitchen, yeah, yeah, and they put all these things in different places. Yeah, I don't know where the spice racks at. I don't yeah. know where the knives are. Yeah, like I don't even know how the oven works. Exactly. You know? <laughs> You're like, so, so that's why I was thinking, like, if if they're not like bringing on Telltale people, yeah. um, to it's a like nightmare for whoever's doing it. Yeah, it's like this is not going to come out anytime soon. I mean, the only situation I could see that like that would happen is they would. I also don't know. Like, does that mean that they? Who gets money whenever you buy? <laughs> you buy Telltale's The Walking, the Walking Dead. Dead. Not necessarily even just season four. It's yeah, or like, but the old ones. Like, Honestly, did he buy all of it back? Who gets that now anyway? Well, you would assume that like they didn't declare bankruptcy, so you would assume that that company still exists, like, and it will continue to exist mm-hmm. as basically like a shell of itself. And maybe that's an you know, entity name only for whoever owns it and they yeah. can keep selling those. It depends on what those licenses were. Yeah. Like for the games, like if they were in perpetuity, like as long as they're for sale, you get the, the money mm-hmm. to, for these or like, or if it's like a Scott Pilgrim thing where like Scott Pilgrim versus the world, that video yeah. game, like you can't buy it anymore. Where it's, it's time to time yeah. license. I don't, who knows? The Activision we'll Spider-Man we'll never, games. Honestly, we'll never know until they get pulled down off the stores. Right. You know? What's fascinating to me about that is like, okay, if that is the case where it's like, okay, Telltale gets the money from the sales on the Telltale games, right? Yeah. That could potentially fund some of, probably not all of, whatever that class action lawsuit that the employees were bringing against the company. It's like, okay, so any future sales will, you know, go to these people until their, you know, severance is paid and their, like, damages are paid, and then then it's fine from there on. Yeah, I mean, I I still think it's going to be hard for those employees to get any kind of any kind of settlement, like they might get a ruling, like, and hey, yeah. you need to pay them this much money, but like, it's like, where, how do where they get the money, money? And like, if the games yeah. weren't selling well enough to keep the company afloat in the first place, how are they going to sell well enough to pay these guys? Right. And then damages? who's who's the accountant that's going to like, you know, make sure that money gets to where it's supposed to go or whatever. So at this point, I feel like it's, it's probably like, I mean, obviously somebody like thinks there's money in it or else the, the lawyers wouldn't be, pursuing it right but because it's not a it's not a criminal lawsuit it's a class action uh, uh civil lawsuit right so i don't know who knows um but i think this is cool i agree like, i can't i mean i'm glad that it's going to get finished i'm glad that robert, robert kirkman sees the value in it i um, sees value in this story mm-hmm. from Clem. Yeah, I think it's also I, I think it's fascinating. Like if again, like you said, as the, like the creator of The Walking Dead, like yeah. he is the uh, ruler of that universe, yeah. and for him to be like, okay, it's not okay for one of my stories that's in my universe, even if I wasn't like super involved in writing it and all this stuff, you know, even if I wasn't the one delivering that story, it's not cool for one of those to not be finished. Yeah, and I'm going to to go at personal cost and finish it. I think that's a really cool, cool thing for him to do. Um, again, I think like if, if, if the 
previous Telltale people aren't working on it in some capacity, it's going to be forever before this game comes out. And then if it, you know, if they do have those people on board, like even the, even better. Like that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, something that we didn't talk about before the show started, but I just remembered is Ooh. I saw a report, report yesterday. Bonus news. I don't remember where, the, where I saw this uh, report yesterday that the Fox Disney merger is for sure happening. The uh, heads of Fox met with their staff in like a town hall kind of thing, both mm-hmm. with um, on a, on a stream and in person, and explained what would happen and when it was happening. Basically, by the end of the year, uh, Fox is going to the, like the everything except for the sports and news properties mm-hmm. are all going to become property of Disney, and the X Men will go into the Marvel universe and things like the Simpsons popular shows will still exist, but mm-hmm. they'll be under the the Fox slash Disney banner. It's fascinating, man. It's crazy. Because the Simpsons, like, if you think about, like, a lot of the properties that they just basically purchased with with this Fox merger, Simpsons has a theme park section in Orlando uh, mm-hmm. Universal's theme park, so the competing theme park. Yep. And, like, all this stuff, like, this, there's, this is like a... Well, I mean, the Marvel characters are all wow. over there, too. Yeah, that's there's true. There's the Hulk ride. There's the that's Spider-Man right. ride. But there's specific versions of those characters. Like, they can't have the movie versions, and they can't have, like, they have to have the comic book versions right. of those yes. characters in that park. Yes. So it's like, what? This is all, like, a major licensing, like, thing. It's like, will we ever see, like, a, uh, a Logan inside of a Disney park? Like, holy I mean, cow, that's wild. I mean, basically, Disney's going to take over the world, honestly. Like, I mean, this, <laughs> I mean they just yeah. keep buying things, oh my gosh. you know? And as as... You can go back and listen to the episode where I think you and I and Jay Pinions were on the episode yeah. talking about the merger. I still feel exactly the same way where I'm like, there are positives. There are also like things that I'm very apprehensive about and even more apprehensive about now than I was then yeah. about the merger and about like the properties and what they're going to do, specifically with some of their more like edgy, more um, you know mature leaning properties. I mean, they've been very like clear that, hey, Deadpool is still going to be Deadpool, is still going to be rated R. Um I mean, I mean, to, just being honest, the only, the only Fox franchises I really care about are, in 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 their current state, is Deadpool, and Logan, and I think that was a one off. I don't think they're gonna have a Logan two. You know, like spoilers. He has said before, though, if he was an Avenger, he might be on board. Exactly. So like, <laughs> now they're now if he's part of the Marvel universe, that would be cool. We can bring them into the yeah, Avengers. It would be very cool, and they can interact. I mean, that, I think that's. I mean, you've you've seen Marvel basically throw the X Men by the wayside on to comi- the point of comics. canceling their comic yeah, books <laughs> because because they didn't want to help lift <laughs> basically something that they don't get any monetary profit from. Yeah. I think you'll honestly, I mean, it's crazy. It's business. Things are crazy sometimes. Uh, I think you'll, you'll see an X-Men, X-Men comic come back. I also think that you will see them be incorporated into the Marvel movies. Like, I think it's interesting that they haven't yet released like the next slate of Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. And they were always like, Hey, we're, we want to wait until after Infinity War. I think they're waiting for this deal to go down. It's possible. They probably also like knew that this was going to happen around the same time, where it's like we are aggressively going to like make sure that this happens yeah. around that time. Because I remember whenever they were making the Spider-Man deal, like they were very like they had like their Plan B for Civil War, and they were like very like you know 
cagey yeah. about how they were talking about things with like, oh, you know, we're we're waiting to see what happens with this or that or whatever. And then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, here it is. And then it's like Spider-Man's everywhere. And we're like, now Spider-Man, like we're ramping up all the Spider-Man comics and we're ramping up all this stuff. And then, so I think like you said, like we'll see more X-Men comics like be be like pushed. We'll probably see the return of Fantastic Four comics and, mm-hmm. and bring those back for real. Maybe so. actually get a good Fantastic Four movie. I don't know, man. I think we will. I, th- I mean, I feel it, like it's possible. Honestly, I just like it, that last one. I know, but th- th- that's the thing. Like, and that's why, honestly, I'm not going to cry over yeah. spilled, spoiled milk. You know, like, I don't care if they're not going to make another one of those Fantastic Four movies. They were terrible. Yeah. Uh, I don't care if they don't make another X Men in the even the Days of Future Past version. Like, sh- that ran its course. Yeah. Um, I get it. Like well, Dark and, Phoenix coming out, and they but could still yeah. bring back those same like actors. Yeah, and I, well, I mean, why, honestly, why wouldn't they? Y- you could just keep these things kind of kind of separate and just like roll them in slowly yeah, over time, them, as as together. successful as they are. Oh, that's less successful now. Let's reboot it within the Marvel universe. Yeah. Oh, that's less successful. Let's reboot that within the Marvel universe. That's run its course. Like let's reboot that within the Marvel universe. Yeah. So it doesn't have to happen immediately. It's just, I guess, like it's just the idea that like. These things, especially the television shows uh, of the like the X Men television shows and things like Legion. And I don't stuff. think they're going to touch it, those. I hope as long not. As, as long as they're successful, and it makes me feel a little bit better now that Marvel has like. M- multiple Marvel television shows on multiple networks. Yeah. Like it's like, oh, there's the one that's on their streaming service. There's the one Honestly, that's on like, uh Freeform. There's the one that's on ABC, you know, yeah. so everything like whenever they've talked about this deal from the top down, anytime they've referenced TV shows, they've usually like talked about in some way talked about the fact that they're going to be pretty hands off with the TV stuff. And I think like I mean they already have the infrastructure there to run those stations and those channels and like those production houses mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So like, I don't see them touching a ton of the TV stuff, honestly. Yeah. Um, I am excited as a comic fan to like, Hey, yeah, we could actually have a cool like version of the Avengers with Wolverine and the Avengers and, you know, like Mr. Fantastic or you know, whoever, like you can get Xavier in there. Like, that'd be cool. That'd be yeah. awesome. We could tell some really cool stories. Like, this can inject some new fresh energy, I think, into the Marvel universe after Infinity War, especially if, as we think, people like Chris Evans will, and you know, possibly Robert Downey Jr. will depart and kind of leave the universe, at least for now. Um, this is a good way to, hey, this is our next ten years of movies, and. Yeah. We may like come back later with a, an Avengers, but it's going to be a different version of the Avengers with characters that you know, know and love, but uh, just not the ones that we've had for the past ten years. Yeah, and what's what's fascinating about this is like this increases the number of the eighteen. Like, because I mean, whenever they originally yeah. launched the yeah. uh, the Avengers or the first Avengers, it's like, oh, this is like a lot of you know, um, except for kind the of, Hulk, except for the Hulk, and like even Iron Man was like, oh, he's he's well known, but not like super well known, right. you know. Yeah. And so it's uh, it's it's interesting to now be like okay we got wolverine yeah so that'd be and honestly i want them to use hugh jackman of course he is wolverine (laughs) he's the the same way that robert downey jr is iron man yeah he is wolverine agreed man logan was good so good uh other news chris yeah 
Star Wars, The Mandalorian, yes. has announced the directors for their episodes. This actually happened last week, and we just didn't report the whole thing. Uh, they came out with the image. Yeah, I, I, they, we saw the image, and we kind of like flipped out about it, but then I didn't necessarily like dig in and figure out like yeah. the the directors. So. The big one, like off the top of our head, we were talking about like Dave Filoni last week. Dave Filoni is directing the first episode yeah. of uh, Star yeah. Wars: The Mandalorian. Yeah, I'm so excited about that. Super pumped. Um, first, like live action thing for him, I believe. Um, that I know at of. the yeah. very least in a up. long time. Hang on, let me look that up real fast while um, you continue to talk. Also. Taiko Watiti, uh, who is uh, the Thor Ragnarok director, uh, will be doing another episode. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard will be doing another episode. Um, and Jessica Jones director, Deborah Chow, will also have an episode. Uh, and then, let me see. I think that's that's the ones that I have listed here. I don't know. I think I thought there was one more. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, Rick... Uh, Dopes, so he directed Dope. Uh, Rick, F- Fum- I'm gonna butcher butcher this name, so I apologize. Uh, Rick Famuyiwa, Famuyiwa is re- re- doing uh, another episode. So we've got a lot of a uh, lot of interesting directors on this thing. Like I'm, I'm interested to specifically in Taika Waititi's uh, episode because it's like Thor Ragnarok, hilarious. Um, his previous work also hilarious. So like, I'm, I'm interested to see what tone we strike with this. Um, Dave Filoni can run the, the entire like course of it from like super dark stuff and horror kind of based stuff all the way over to like funny stuff, you know? Um, and it works really well. And so like, I'm very interested to see what the tone of this show is. Yeah. I mean, I think, and that's, that's where I think it will probably lean more toward something like, Rebels or Clone Wars, something like it's more of a Dave Filoni kind of thing. Because you think yeah. about, you think about like um, a lot of times the first episode of the show is there to set the tone. Yeah, and so you bring in someone like a lot of times it's the creator, or you think about like Stranger Things, this the Duffer Brothers. Like they don't direct every episode, mm-hmm. but they direct like the big ones, the right. ones that are important. You know, right. like Stranger Things or like. J.J. Um, Abrams and Lost, like he did J. the J. first Abrams two two episodes and was like, "Hey, you yes, know. perfect example." Peter Berg with Ballers, you know, like uh, the the tone is set with that first one, and that's where I think, yeah, you might have like whenever uh, you get to um, uh, uh, the director from Thor, Thor. Uh, so you know, Taika Waititi. Yeah. yeah, you might, you might. Like, yeah, maybe that's a funny episode or something like that, yeah. but I don't think it's going to, like, deep, you know, like, you're going to have a huge departure from the tone of the series to that point to have all of a sudden all, man, all of a sudden this is a huge comedy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I, I think that they'll probably incorporate that in there. Dave Filoni's not just a killjoy, but, right. uh, you know, I think it'll probably, like, lean more toward, like, the deep lore and uh, the tone that he likes to set with the worlds that we've seen him create where it's mm-hmm. like there's just, there's like a level of respect there and a level of like very just deep thought and like this fits in here and fits in here it's just, it's very methodical yeah i think it's the way, way what i'm trying to describe i'm really excited like this this is this could be the the I mean, we said this last week. This could be the Star Wars franchise we've all been looking for. Yeah, I mean, and what's funny about this is I'm so excited about that because, like, as you're mentioning, oh, it's very methodical. I thought about like Clone Wars, that entire series. So how, like, all the years that that was out, 
completely like out of order out of the timeline. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, but he like you still like it tells cohesive stories. Yeah. It keep makes sense of everything. And it's like it ties everything to, together both in the air order and if you watch it chronologically, because I have done both. Yeah. And it's like it works. Mm-hmm. It just works. Yeah. And so like I'm excited for that. That's that's I'm, yeah. I'm pumped about like that maybe being something along the lines of where we're going with this this show and the future kind of shows uh, of of Star Wars. Yeah, the one thing they haven't talked about with this show is who the showrunner is. Like uh, executive producers are Kathleen Kennedy and John Favreau, and John Favreau is the producer. Mm-hmm. And then we have this list of directors, but we haven't like who's the showrunner is like we, potentially it could be Filoni. We just don't know it yet. It hasn't been announced. Because showrunner isn't necessarily like, I think I think in recent years with The Walking Dead and some of the other shows, like you know, you think about um, uh, what is his name? That's the showrunner right now on Walking Dead. But Glenn Mazara was one of the um, showrunners. He kind of got The Walking Dead back on track. And then, um, man, I'm just totally blanking. Can you look that up? Mm-hmm. Showrunner for Walking Dead right now, but like. I think he has and plays a larger role in like the showrunners have started to play a larger role in series and even more so than like regular directors. And I think that's the only thing that like really will ensure consistency across different directors is a common showrunner. And so it'll be interesting to see who the actual showrunner is of the Mandalorian. New Walking Dead showrunner Angela Kang talks about making her mark in season nine. That's it. So she's new. Who's right before this? Uh, let me see. I just looked up. And granted, it kind of kind of went off the rails. So yeah, and that's why they're trying to get back on. Know. <laughs> you know, this is this is another one of those moments yeah. of like, let's get back on the tr- you know yeah, yeah. on the rails. Um. Oh man. Uh, I'm gonna have to go dive into Wikipedia. Oh my goodness. Now. This is ridiculous. I know, right? They've purged the name. No, just <laughs> it's just like the most He's recent stuff dead. is always like season nine, getting back on track. Like that's what all the, I can't like, remember the headlines is, is are. Because because the uh, it's one of those Berenstein Bears, Berenstein Bears. That's right. Matrix erases. That's right. Can't remember his name anymore. He doesn't exist. Never doesn't, happened. Doesn't exist. Um, man, I am trying to. F- so I guess season eight is what I need to look up. Sure. Um, yes. But. <laughs> We're deep down the rabbit. We got to figure this out now. We're down the rabbit hole. I know. We're we're already here. Yeah, like we're past the point of it being useful, but now we just want to know. Oh yeah, I mean now it's like the principle of the thing. Yeah. It's like if we don't figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Scott. Scott Gimple. Gimple. There Scott it is. Scott M or S? Is it M? Scott M Gimple. Uh, it's Gimple. Yeah. Scott. Uh, Scott. I don't have a middle Look, name. No, no, who cares? I don't care. <laughs> Does he have a middle name? Yeah, maybe click on it. Okay. Is there is, there, is it clickable? It's clickable. It's like Scott M. Gimple or something. Uh, nope, like that. it didn't. Nope. It just put it like literally whatever the link, like whenever it said Scott Gimple in the, the thing, yeah. I click it. It literally loads a page that just says Scott Gimple. Oh, good, good. <laughs> no right. text. Fine. Scott no Gimple. bio, no nothing. But just he says had, his name. Like he had a bigger effect on The Walking Dead than I think anyone in the past few seasons. And uh, for better or worse. Yeah. You know? But it'll be interesting to see, like, hey, if Dave Filoni's a showrunner this, on this thing, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I mean, what's fascinating about him is he always has done, like, really well being the showrunner on on Clone Wars and then Rebels. And so it's yeah. like, but he's always done those as, like, 
the whole way where even with rebels, like I think he stepped up to like was promoted to a higher level where he wasn't the showrunner on their day to day on, on rebels on the last season, but he still like directed like four episodes in that season. Well, and like, I wonder if like, so he teased a few, what, what was it? Maybe a year ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like something, some live action stuff. I wonder if either a, this is what he was teasing and he has bigger involvement past this first episode, or maybe this is, a dry run to see how he handles this series to be like, Hey, can you handle a movie or something of the like? Yeah. Like that'd be really cool. It would be really cool. Um, I also think like, you know, he's still at that like supervisory role above like the star Wars resistance. The show I was just talking about earlier. I think he's he's pretty hands off. He's pretty hands off on that. Right. Like he's hands off on that. And then I'm, I'm interested to see like, he's obviously kind of hands on on the, the final season of the clone wars, like the last few episodes that they're going to air on their streaming service next year. Crazy dude. Um, but like, I don't know. Like it's, it's interesting. Like, what is his position? How, how, like, how much time does he like really have to do this stuff if he's in charge of a lot of different stuff and yeah. you know, moving all these pieces? So I don't know. I feel like he's the type of person at that company that you could easily put him in any position, and he would like. Oh, for sure. He would be there, but it's like if you put him in one position, he's that means he's not in fourteen others. Definitely. Yeah. And so it's like you really got to use that 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 skill that knowledge the the i sat next to george lucas and like yeah. was was quizzed by him about my clone wars show for years and years and years and years well, that's, so that's what makes me excited though that like i don't know that we would have seen him in this role had they launched this two years ago probably true and i'm excited to see lucasfilm invest in him more I mean, he hasn't he hasn't failed us. No. Like he hasn't ever let us down. And even like just like maybe things about the, the rebels or the Clone Wars that people didn't like. Like it was always done well and respectfully, mm-hmm. respectful of the franchise. Yeah, and always had like a legitimate like, hey, here's the explanation for yeah, why and, hey, maybe why it, you George and I have talked about this back in the day, or yeah. you know whatever it is. I mean, I mean, even if it's saw, outlandish, I think it's all it's crazy. You saw his work affect movies like Rogue One where like there are several references mm-hmm. to things that were in the Clone Wars yeah. or were I mean and Solo and as well and so yeah definitely a Solo like the fact that that his his work and his properties you, you don't see that from other areas you didn't see like things from the comics end up in there you weren't seeing things from uh these books that weren't tie-ins mm-hmm. end up there mm-hmm. but you're seeing things from Clone Wars and Rebels end up there. So um, he's great. He's awesome. Super pumped. Those rest of those people are great too. Yeah. So excited for Taika Waititi's. See what that's like. Yeah. Um, so Again, I, like I don't want to get my hopes up and think, "Hey, this is gonna be Thor Ragnarok level." No, like, no, you know, not at all. But it is. It is just like I. I like his directing style. Like yeah. I like his other stuff as well. It's. It's. Sure. It's been. Uh, I don't know. It'll be. It'll be fun to see him in the Star Wars universe. I yeah. guess. Is that the news? That's the news. Yes. All right, John. It's time to talk about Project X Cloud. X Cloud. I'm gonna read X the give it to you. official from the official Microsoft blog, the article that was released there by Kareem Chowdhury, corporate vice president of Gaming Cloud, Microsoft. This is a little long, and there's a couple of videos. So you should totally go and watch these two videos. Well, actually, one of them, one of them was just an animation, and it's yeah. inside the other video, so it's fine. I think they literally put it in there just for like press 
to grab that. Like if, if uh, for instance, like CNN is going to talk about this new thing, they can grab this animation and just loop it over in the background. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why that's in this article. But we're going to read this article, and then we will discuss. I like it. Is that good? I'm good. All right. The future of gaming is a world where you are empowered to play the games you want with the people you want, whenever you want, wherever you are, and on any device of your choosing. (laughs) Our vision for the evolution of gaming is similar to music and movies. Entertainment should be available on demand and accessible from any screen. Today, I'm excited to share with you one of our key projects that will take us on an accelerated journey to that future world, Project xCloud. Today, the games you play are very much dictated by the device you are using. Project xCloud's state-of-the-art global game streaming technology will offer you the freedom to play on the device you want without being locked to a particular device, empowering you, the gamers, to be at the center of your gaming experience. This is title, subsection, content and community. Content and community. (laughs) Content and community. (laughs) That's like I'm the voice of the Uh, press conference. (laughs) Ultimately, yeah. Press conference lady. (laughs) World exclusive. (laughs) Yes. Ultimately, Project xCloud is about providing gamers, whether they prefer console or PC, new choices in when and where they play, while giving mobile-only players access to worlds, characters, and immersive stories they haven't been able to experience before. To realize this vision, we know we must make it easy for developers to bring their content to Project xCloud. Developers of the more than 3,000 games available on Xbox One today and those building the thousands that are coming in the future will be able to deploy and dramatically scale access to their games across all devices on Project xCloud with no additional work. That's crazy. About Project xCloud... Side note, I love that about Microsoft, that they do these things where it's like, and by the way, you don't have to do much (laughs) at all. Like, I remember whenever the Xbox One X was released, like, they were like, oh, and by the way, even if developers don't want to, like, go ahead and code this specifically for, like, the device, it's going to have inherent uh, enhancements from the get-go. Well, it's like the backwards compatibility. Yeah, it's like, Like, you don't have to do a thing. You don't do a thing. You just tell us to do it, and we'll do it for you. Yeah, we just That's crazy. Yeah. Where, and then... Not to knock on Sony again, but all the developers have to figure out how to deal with these PSN ID changes on their own. Yeah. Well, I guess it's the same. If we're gonna we're gonna dole it out, it's the same thing with uh, <laughs> with Nintendo and their cloud saves. It's like, uh, you know, no, you guys, you guys, here's how you gotta patch your game to implement these cloud saves. And then the players have to upload them themselves. Well, the, it does it automatically, actually. Oh, does it? Yeah, I, I looked the other day and it was like all of my That's stuff great. is backed up. Phenomenal if, for the games that like have like because if you're an indie developer and then they're like, oh, by the way, we now have cloud saves. Go back and update your game, and they're like, oh, well, I I can't. I don't like I don't have that re- those resources. I'm working on the next game, and they're like, yeah. okay, cool. Well, we just won't have cloud saves for you. About Project X Cloud, scaling and building out Project X Cloud is a multi-year journey for us. We'll begin public trials in 2019 so we can learn and scale with different volumes and locations. Our focus is on delivering an amazing added experience to existing Xbox players and on empowering developers to scale to hundreds of millions of new players across devices. Our goal with Project xCloud is to develop a quality experience for all gamers on all devices that's consistent with the speed and high fidelity gamers experience and expect on their PCs and consoles. 
We've enabled com compatibility with existing and future Xbox games by building out custom hardware for our data centers that leverages our years of console and platform experience. We've architected a new customizable blade that can host the component parts of multiple Xbox One consoles, as well as the associated infrastructure supporting it. We will scale those custom blades in data centers across Azure regions over time. Referencing the Azure servers. Did I hear you right? Did you say blade? Yeah, so in a... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are we talking about like a time <laughs> knife? Anybody who played Quantum Break would love that one. The time knife. It's a good one. Uh, so a blade in a data center is like one rack, ah, basically. Makes sense. So uh, the, 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 what the animation shows mm -hmm. is they've basically... Well, I mean, who knows if this is actually <laughs> what they're doing. But they like they break apart a Xbox One and lift out the board mm -hmm. and put it into a blade with like four others or five others, and then that goes into the rack mount. Okay. But that's what a blade is in yeah. general. Yeah. Um, it makes. But sense. that's what they're saying. That's what they're describing has happened. So I yeah. don't. I don't know why I would dispute that. Yeah. No. I mean, it makes sense. It's probably. Just, it's probably not like. It's not like you just take out your like take off the plastic around your Xbox One yeah. X and shove it into this thing. It's it's probably like it's custom built for the, to be a blade. Yeah. But like yes, that is I guarantee that that's the uh, the idea. Remind me of all this later because I have a crazy theory. Okay. okay? All right. We are. Oh wait. Uh, I'll get my tinfoil hat ready over here. Yeah. I'll yeah. Just be over here. You know. Yeah. Definitely. Them, you know? Go ahead and make that. Uh, make that up. We are testing Project X Cloud today. The test runs on devices, mobile phones, and tablets, paired with an Xbox wireless controller through Bluetooth, and it is also playable using touch input. I don't know who wrote this. The immersive nature of console and PC games often requires controls that are mapped to multiple keys, buttons, sticks, and triggers. We are developing a new game-specific touch input overlay that provides maximum response and a minimal footprint for players who choose to play without a controller. Mad Men. That's... <laughs> Like, what's really funny about this is like it's it's tech speak, but also wrapped inside of marketing speak, yeah. and you're just like, what is going on here? Like this word soup. Uh, Some of it. Cloud game streaming is a multifaceted, complex challenge. Unlike other forms of digital entertainment, games are interactive experiences that dynamically change based on player input. Delivering a high quality experience across a variety of devices must account for different obstacles, such as low-latency video streamed remotely and support a large multi-user network. In addition to solving latency, other important considerations are supporting the graphical fidelity and frame rates that preserve the artist's original intentions and the type of input a player has available. Microsoft, with our nearly 40 years of gaming experience, starting with PC, as well as our breadth and depth of capabilities from software to hardware and deep experience of being a platform company, is well-equipped to address the complex challenge of cloud game streaming. That's one sentence. With data centers in 54 Azure regions and services available in 140 countries, Azure has the scale to develop a great gaming experience for players worldwide, regardless of their location. Developers and researchers at Microsoft Research are creating ways to combat latency through advances in networking topology and video encoding and decoding. Project xCloud will have the capability to game, make game streaming possible on 4G networks and will dynamically scale to push against the outer limits of what's possible on 5G networks as they roll out globally. I want to come back to that later, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm noting these things you want to come back to. Yeah, I figured yeah. you'd want to come back to that when I had it written down. <laughs> Currently, the test experience is running at 10 megabits per second. Our goal is to deliver high-quality experience at the lowest possible bit rate that, works, that work across... 
the widest possible networks, taking into consideration the uniqueness of every device and network. We are looking forward to learning with you during our public trials next, next year and sharing more details of, as we continue on this journey to the future of gaming with you at the center. Stay tuned. Thanks with an X, Kareem. Of course it has an X, man. I know. Why wouldn't you put X's <laughs> everywhere? I mean, if I worked for uh, Xbox, I'd you know, I've never used an, anything other than an X. <laughs> Just My name would be spelled <laughs> X R I S. I mean, no, we, wait. No, it would be like yeah. C H R I X. Yeah, there you Chris. go. Chris. That's great. I should spell it like that anyway. I mean, why not? I'm changing my name. Okay. Legally changing your Legally name. I like it. it. I like it. Dude, it's weird. <laughs> It's wild, especially like the video, like the video also, yeah. like, I don't know, like the idea and I've, I, I'm still skeptical. I'm very skeptical of the whole like streaming games to your device situation. And the reason that I'm skeptical is because it's never worked before. Like I've never encountered a single time where I've streamed a game being processed in one device onto another device. Even if I'm like within the same house, it's always wonky. It always feels wrong. And so the reason I'm skeptical is because I've never had it work. (laughs) Whereas in general, other technologies, it's like I can see like this glimpse of like, oh, that's the future. Yeah. Like with whenever you have oh mobile mobile internet to your phone or whatever, like the original iPhone or like three G uh, or not three G before three G, but like regular like phones hitting the internet, like yeah. that was amazing and mind blowing. It was terrible. Yeah, it was horrible. But you could see a future where it wasn't. And it's like I, as a gamer, I'm as as like a hardcore gamer if you want to define them by that way where it's like i'm like i'm all about the precise input like don't want much input lag i look at my tv to make sure it doesn't have input lag i don't know how this works like in the future i I don't know like i'm very skeptical but again you show me like the one time whenever it actually works i'm gonna be like mind blown well that's the thing i think like um my quick hot take on this is like this is awesome that microsoft is getting into this game because Honestly, like you'll see, um, you'll see companies sometimes pick up something and just kind of drop it. So you think of of things like you know, uh, Google will you know pick up, hey, we're doing fiber, and then it's like, well, we're not doing fiber. Um, mm-hmm. There's too many problems, or like too many obstacles, or yeah. like you know, Elon Musk is like, hey, we're doing this. It's like, well, okay, we're gonna drop that, and we're gonna yeah. do something else. Yeah. Um, A lot of times, like what happens in those cases is like, with, especially specifically with Google, it's like Google's like, hey, we're doing fiber, and then they ran into problems. But by the time they, so by the time they would be able to implement their thing, it's actually like Comcast and AT and T both have like fiber solutions, and so they're like, well, there's no need well, for us anymore. Kind of like they also yeah. have like you know like Nashville here halfway solution, not to get crazy crazy like technical but like i mean comcast and like basically blocked google fiber from coming in because the ground is too hard and has too many rocks in it to for them to dig their own tunnels and lay their own cable and then the power line or the uh the lines are all owned by the cable companies and so then they restrict you from doing that Mm -hmm. um and so anyway it's just it's complicated but you know what i'm saying so like but like i haven't seen Microsoft announced something like this mm-hmm. that they weren't intent on doing. Yeah. And doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, the only stumble, like, I, 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 let's just throw out there, like, I think people still have in, like, their mind the stumble with the original Xbox One yep. where they came out and said, here's all the things that it's going to do, and we're like, we don't want that. 
I do want to point out, though, that we basically have that now. Yeah, yeah. On <laughs> every console. The they talked about is here. On every console. We just were not ready for Even it. Even Nintendo's console, you have to ping. If you have the online service, you have to ping it yeah. every week. It's always online. You have Everything to. Everything is always online. You have to ping it every seven days. So um, I'm excited that they're going to get into this space. I'm I, I'm with you. Like you can go back and listen to our uh, episode. I mean, who knows when it was? We might get to it whenever we start, like as we're going through the yeah. the episodes. Like when we we reviewed uh, PS Now, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, unless I was playing a game that it really didn't matter. Like if there was input lag, there was a lot of input lag, and it was virtually unplayable. And yeah. So, as long as they can solve that, I, like I mean, yeah, you know, I think about the like you just referenced the iPhone and like the internet and whenever they start th- talk about things like five G and we can get into that in a second. That's the part that I'm like, this you're right, actually could be possible. Like, whenever you know the you know five G is theoretically um, a gigabyte down mm-hmm. and hundreds of gigabytes or megabytes up in your mobile device. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we can actually achieve that mm-hmm. as a society, yeah, then we don't have to, like, it, you know, as long as you have a tower or whatever, and as long as there's good coverage. Yeah, as long as you're not getting caught in a hill or something, you know, wild like that. Like, right. I, I have a friend in Texas who literally, like, puts up a lot of the, like, upgrades for like 4g like he did all a lot of the 4g uh installs on the big towers where it's like okay yeah. so i'm p- designing the coverage for a certain area and it's yeah. like well we need another tower here because you're gonna have have these people are not gonna have as fast coverage yeah and these people are gonna have a problem but then we need another one here. so it's like as long as you have the coverage like you said like it's could be completely flawless and you and i have like we've seen the jump from well, number one, the advent of mobile phones to 1X mm-hmm. to 3G to 4G. And like it, it was basically between the the yeah. 3G and 4G. It was that jump yeah. whenever it was like, okay, I, actually, I can actually watch Netflix on my phone. Yeah. You know, like I can actually like surf with no problems. Like before, it was yeah. like, "Hey, I'm gonna like Load insert." This. Oh, let me let me. You'd be having like a, a discussion with somebody like on like we have on the podcast. Yeah, and yeah. you can't remember someone's name, and it's like, oh. Uh, it's bugging me enough to look it up. So let me look it up. And you like look it up and you hit go. And then you set your phone down, continue having the discussion, yeah. take a drink of coffee, pick it up and it's halfway loaded, you know? Yeah. And you're like, oh, sweet. I mean, and all this has happened within the past 10 years, yeah. you know? So like, yeah. I, like, and they're saying this is number one, we're, we're just testing. We're announcing that this is happening. We're, yeah. we're rolling it out. We're going to start testing this. You're going to start seeing things possibly like pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, because I like, I mean, it's, this is one of those things that I think they want to say, Hey, this is the future. We're investing in it. We want to let you know that so you know we're forward thinking. But also we just don't want these rumors all floating out there because the public is starting to get their hands on it and no one have any official information about mm-hmm. it. I think that's more it yeah, than anything. Because like originally before like the uh, – like. With the launch of the Xbox One X, and we've talked about how it's like, oh, the DRM and all this, these things that people pulled out as like negatives. It's if if it came out that they're like they're investigating streaming, like gaming, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, the next console is yeah. not gonna be a real console well, for real real people, you know, real, real gamers or whatever. And it's like, well, no, 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 hang on, hang on. We're just as dedicated to everything as we as we always have been. Yeah. We're just wanting to be a player in this future technology too. Yeah. I think about, you mentioned like Google um, and their fiber initiative, right? And it's like, as soon as they have their fiber initiative, everybody else like has, whether it's fake fiber or whether it's like not the, the speed right, that Google right. fiber is, cause it's not, yeah. but it's like 
they still have higher speed options. Like it raised the bar for what you could get internet speed wise in a lot of metropolitan areas. Um, Gaming. Google has announced, oh, we have this game streaming initiative that we're doing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, to the point where they were having like a a, uh, a test with uh, Ubisoft with uh, their most recent Assassin's Creed game. Like, yeah. where it's like, oh, you can play that game in your browser. Right. And that's the beta, you know, and, and we're going to test this streaming stuff. And so for Microsoft to then go as a, as a, even just a tech company to say, okay, we're a tech company. We're also a gaming company. Yeah. We are in, in here with that and we yeah. are deep in here with that. And we're not going to like give up this, this position yeah. to Google. We're not going to you know give up this initiate. Well, especially know, when they've thing. already built the infrastructure. Like yeah. Xbox live is, we just talked about it. Xbox live is super strong. Yeah. They have the Azure servers, and yeah, sure, it didn't work for uh, what's that game? Crackdown. That's <laughs> yeah, not even crackdown, out yet. Whatever. I mean, sure, maybe it didn't work out with that, but like uh, we don't even know yet, man. It's no, not we even don't. Out. Yeah, we it may. <laughs> it's not we even may out. get that to most like, mind blowing game ever. <laughs> it might have the most destruction from the Azure cloud servers, oh, but yeah. but no. <laughs> um, and, and so they've already laid this foundation. They've been investing in this. They've been building this. I think they have the infrastructure for it, and so let's 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 uh, we'll dive into this first. Then we can talk about the the five G. But I think they are building the infrastructure for a a box that on, that streams only. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about how that's possible here in a second with like five G and whatever's beyond that. But think about this: is this is this where I pull out the, the tinfoil hats that yes, we, we discussed earlier? Hats, okay, yes. <laughs> think about this. If they sell you and I mm-hmm. a box, mm-hmm. all it has to do is stream. It's hooking up to your TV via HDMI, streaming 4K video, pulling it down from the internet. You're not doing local processing. Like that's the theory that they're talking about. Like mm-hmm. number one, that could possibly be the last box you buy. You only buy one. And then any con- the console generations are gone. Any console upgrades happen server side. So instead of saying, hey, guys, here's an Xbox One X. You all need to buy this for the best quality graphics and experience on Xbox. All they have to do is take those blades and upgrade the blades. And like This is what kind of blows my mind in that that's a huge shift. Then us as a, as a consumer... We're not paying for that every single time they want to upgrade the components of the Xbox. Microsoft pays for that, unless they like, hey, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's gonna be like for the stream game streaming, there's gonna be some kind of like um, subscription to it. You're mm-hmm. not just gonna be able to do it. You of know course. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but again, like if they package it with something like Game Pass, it would do it like you have a subscription to Xbox Live, Game Pass, and Xbox game streaming. It could honestly just wrap into one of the other two. It could be like, yeah, that could all be one thing at some point. And we we might enter a scenario where we never buy another like Xbox really. That blows my mind a little bit. And like I I And and that would mean everyone is always on the the cutting edge. Yeah, and it, it increases, like, I think we talked about back in the day, whenever we talked about the rumor of it being a, uh, a streaming box on the next Xbox, as well as, like, a traditional hard, like, hard drive on the box, and, like, there's, this, like, obviously hard drive, disk drive, all this stuff, the normal box. Yeah. And then there's the streaming option. Um, how that would potentially, a like, cheaper box would open up the 
relatively expensive hobby of gaming. Like it's not like expensive in terms of like oh like people some people go golf all the time. It's like oh they clubs and the, yeah, the golf sure. membership is like very expensive. Ho- like ho- hobbies are just inherently every hobby is expensive. Yeah. But like gaming, you know, it's, it takes something that makes it more affordable to more people and like. It's like, hey, you just buy one box. You get the box. It's probably a couple hundred bucks, maybe. Yeah. And then subscribe to this, and you can play any game. And imagine, like, man, for just for just the general, like, for everybody, like, yeah. just just the fact that it's like, hey, if you don't have this thing, here's like a couple hundred buck box or like five hundred, even if it's like one time, like, just yeah. buy one one time, buy yeah. a, a five hundred dollar box, and then you're good. You know, and you for, might need to upgrade them. it if like you know when eight K TVs come out or whatever. Yeah. But like, I if you're streaming, I don't see why you would need to upgrade that specific box mm-hmm. for now on and like again so they they've said hey we've redesigned the xbox architecture and we're replacing all the blades with xbox one x2s or whatever you know what i mean yeah. like dang okay cool like i don't have to do anything and i get the best quality graphics as long as they can solve the things that we've talked about they they've the input lag and like i, I honestly don't worry about them streaming 4k video anymore because mm-hmm. netflix does it and it looks fantastic yeah like and, uh, uh, there's that's not an issue anymore yeah and but it literally like with netflix it's like oh people are okay with like a 10 second uh like we push push play on something it's like oh here's a five second 10 second like buffering thing, yeah buffer. right yeah and then but if they but can like, solve that if they can solve for that 10 seconds on a on a game and like make it less than a few milliseconds yeah. you know it's like okay that's fine yeah you know and that's where you get into like you know uh what's funny is i was i actually kind of stumbled on the plans for like I was I've been looking at at phone plans and stuff like that like with the new iPhones out and of like course. hey do I change my Me my too. Verizon plan and all that kind of stuff yeah. and like I stumbled on like oh five G rollout what are we talking about here and like uh, it's not coming to our area specifically but I started going down like well what is Verizon's plan for this what is AT and T's plan for this and blah 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 blah, blah. like what's f- basically fake five G and what is true five G and then what's 5G now versus 5G in a year. Like, there's all these things. Mm-hmm. But, like, the ultimate, like, version of 5G that they're referencing in this uh, article is you have a box in your house. Like, you don't – like, we our homes will be run off of the uh, the 5G network and not your cable company. You won't mm-hmm. subs- You won't like get your internet from Comcast or Charter or Time Warner or whatever it is. You'll get it from Verizon or AT&T or – whoever else is in that space and it'll stream to your, you'll have a, basically a wireless modem that'll pull down from the 5g network and it connects to your router. And that's how you will get internet in your home. Hmm. And it has gigabit, gigabit speeds. And like through the testing that uh, a lot of sites have done so far on those networks, the minimum that they're getting is like 300 megabytes down. Mm-hmm. And, and the plans are the current plans, like prices that we have now or like, you know, I pay like, I think, uh, somewhere around seventy bucks for just for um internet mm-hmm. uh, at my house from Comcast, and it's like twenty five meg- twenty five to thirty uh megabytes down. Mm-hmm. And this is we're talking about minimum three hundred. Mm-hmm. And you start saying, okay, well, if we've number one, we have made it easier to um now you have competition number one because you yeah. have like. The, the thing with the cable companies is like they they, they only exist in there. Well, if you have Charter, you can't get Comcast. Well, you can get AT and T and Verizon in the same areas. Mm-hmm. So like you can then choose what what service is better. And then like if we've now raised the minimum benchmark <laughs> yeah. up to three hundred, yeah, you know where like in some places you know like the the best you can get is DSL like 
four six megabytes bits a second or something oh, like I that. I remember playing playing uh, Black Ops Three Zombies with uh, a friend of ours from like whenever we were really young, like ten years old or whatever. And he lives in a small town in Illinois, and it's like the fastest way for him to get yeah. internet was literally a four G Wi Fi hotspot off his phone. Yeah. And it's like that's how he was playing zombies with us. Yeah. It's like, oh my goodness, because the cable company didn't offer anything fast enough. Right. I think I think we're 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 on the verge. And I didn't I didn't really realize this till I started figuring it out and like looking just investigating. Like, okay, what are we talking about here? What is this? Like, I feel like we're on the verge of internet speeds getting drastically faster, becoming way more accessible to more people, more areas of the country that mm-hmm. currently aren't. And I think that's an incentive, you know, I think about places, you know, like r- more rural areas that, sure, you don't have great cell coverage, but this is an incentive for them to give you great cell coverage because they can not only get you on their phone plan, but now they're like the provider for your home. Yeah, now we all of a sudden can compete for your internet. Yeah. You know, with, with the cable companies. Right. It's crazy, man. And and, and I think the, the, the telltale sign to me that uh, people like Comcast are... Um, eyeing this and kind of getting scared is uh, Comcast just came out with their Xfinity Mobile, which is you can subscribe to you can you can have a cell phone plan on Xfinity. They're using Verizon's network though because they don't have their own network. Mm-hmm. So that you know they're one of these. They've become one of these company budget companies. Mm-hmm. Now, whenever you, I I because I for a minute I was like, well, I'm subscribed to Xfinity like at my home. Why wouldn't I be on Xfinity Mobile? And I like well looked well number one they're on Verizon's network so. I trust that, but then I started looking at comparing the prices on Xfinity and Verizon, and I think it's always going to be this way, but the prices comparatively, like you're getting less for more money on Xfinity using the same network and same stuff than like over here on Xfinity, the video is capped out at like 480. Over here, you can get up to 1080 on your mobile devices with Verizon Mm. for basically the same price, Mm. you know, like, and that was just one example. Like everything else was kind of tiered the same way, and it's like, well, they're scared and they're trying to like build up this mobile network, mm-hmm. but like it's still a better deal over here. Yeah. And I think eventually it sounds like I'll probably end up on some kind of 5G home plan with something like Verizon in the first place. And anyway. Right, right. Well, largely like that's, you know, that's something that is is fascinating to me of like, okay, so now Again, <laughs> Comcast created a situation, and and AT and T, like the the percentages of boxes, obviously is weighted more in in the Comcast direction here in Nashville as far as cable goes. But they own all the cable here, and in order for Google Fiber to be put in, they created legislation that would like make it ridiculously hard and cost prohibitive for Google Fiber to put in the fiber that they needed through the telephone poles mm-hmm. to get to everyone's houses because. There are certain buildings downtown in Nashville that actually have Google Fiber, and it's amazing. But though it's not cost, like it's not beneficial to do that for the entire area right now. So Google Fiber is like, uh, we're kind of not doing this. So the competitor, though, then <laughs> that that is, you don't have to use the cable. Yeah. Fi- like you don't have to put it up on the telephone poles. Like you can't. Like how do you create legislation that would block? of cell phone company that already exists in the neighbor, the the Abra area like it's impossible at that point yeah, it's like, like well I mean, well we can't do anything so go through the air. <laughs> here we go you know so <laughs> i don't know like they may find some way like who knows compass lawyers maybe like really really we good at this we own the air yeah it's like but the sky is ours <laughs> 
but yeah, I mean, it's it's a uh, that's fascinating to me. Like that's I know. that's that's such a weird world that well, I, mean, I can think I, of a few think, years from yeah. now. Like it's closer than we think, probably. I mean, that's but, that's the thing that yeah. that fascinates me about like the way that technology develops, and you know, like just because every service like that solves a problem. Yeah, and otherwise people don't buy it, and. It's like cool. Well, if we can't if we can't solve this problem by going through the wires, let's just bypass the wires. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like oh no. Well, we've got this technology coming down the road that doesn't even need wires. Yeah. So yeah, that's wild, man. Yeah. The uh, it, it so along these lines, like I guess like my thing is I'm still skeptical of the actual applications for gaming, mm-hmm. but until somebody proves me wrong, like because again, the first like the first game that I play and it's yeah. like. Nope, I could be sitting in my living room and this feels right. Yep. It's like the first time that that happens, like I'm done. Yeah. I'm in. This is this is it. Like yeah. that's that's the future. Well, and I, I love the fact that they are like looking at like even objectives to objectives. No. Objections. Yeah, yeah. Objections to handheld mobile gaming is like the input. I hate using touchscreens. So they're saying, mm-hmm. "Well, number one, we're going to look and see how can we improve like touchscreen gaming yeah. with some kind of overlay so it actually feels better and more natural. Cool. I still don't think I I, I want buttons. Mm-hmm. So like, I love the fact that they're like, hey, yeah, you, we're, we're showing you be able to play on an iPad and on a phone connected to this Xbox controller. Like the minute I can just snap in my phone into an Xbox controller and be playing yeah. Forza Horizon 4 yeah. at, like on my lunch break at work, holy moly, like everything, give me a carrying case for my Xbox controller is what I would say. It's exactly. like just give me that carrying case. I'm bringing it now. Well, it's like the whole world. Like all everything's everything's come apart. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you well, have consoles beauty, everywhere. That's the beauty of like the Nintendo Switch. Like, is that hey, I can play like console quality games. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, and so like if you you know kind of open that up and go, okay, that's that's like a, a unique three hundred dollar device. And if you open that up and say like, okay, now everyone already has these cell phones in their hands. Those are now your devices. It's like, oh my goodness, this like blows apart that entire thing yeah. as well. Where it's like, hey, let's, you know, why wouldn't you do this? And I do think we're, we're like, I mean, they're not, they didn't put a timetable on this. They just said it's going to start rolling out and they're testing now. They're going to start rolling out more next year. But like, I don't think this is even a next year or the year after this, maybe three, four or five years down yeah. the road. Yeah. But I think they're giving us a glimpse of the future and where they're heading, whether, where they're, where they're at, like mm-hmm. we're to say, we're going to give you all the games you want on the system, the network you want to play it on wherever you want. Mm-hmm. Like you can play all the way back to Xbox. That's what this whole initiative, like, Phil Spencer's a freaking genius or whoever masterminded this whole thing where it's like, you know, we've seen pieces of it over the years where they're mm-hmm. like, well, number one, we're giving you all the backwards compatibility stuff. Number two, um, everything's going to be cross-generational. You can play it no matter what version of the console you have. And and they even referenced like back then, like I think there were references to this kind of stuff. They knew it was mm-hmm. coming. Yeah. And then, then they throw in Game Pass where like, mm-hmm. hey, it's a subscription to play all the games you want. Like huge and then they announced this and it's like this master plan there's some you know giant master plan somewhere you're like holy moly dude yeah yeah the architect of this is like yeah genius well and then i i I look at this and i think about all of again like the fact that like if you bought one box or bought a less expensive box that's a streaming box because it has less processing in the box and then the fact that hey you can maybe just do it on your cell phone which you already have like it literally takes what 
has in the past been like a very like, oh, this is like a, a, a potentially like a geeky hobby or like whatever, yeah. you know, years ago at this point, it's like, oh man, you had to have like a, a console or a PC or like, you know, something that was like a big horsepower device. Whereas now it's like, well, literally like everyone can have access to the, yeah. to the hobby that we love. Yeah. This is like world changing, you know? You so, want to play the new Halo? Yeah. It's on your phone. Yeah, it's, hey, you, you, you know, we can play it right now, and like that's that blows my mind and like makes me happy. Like where it's like, man, that that just makes like my soul happy. It's like everybody, everyone can play. You know, yeah. it's like you just want everybody to have access to this stuff right. because it's so fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, dude, I think there's huge potential here. Super excited. We'll see. Like yeah, I mean, we'll see. You know, years from now we'll be sitting here being like that was nothing like we thought. Of, <laughs> you know, like or whatever. You know, who knows? Yeah, like we look at like <laughs> like we look at like PlayStation Now or Gaikai yeah, yeah. now, where it's well, like oh, I mean, that never worked. To be fair, we like you know. We never said that was going to work. No, but with players like with players <laughs> like Google getting in the game on this one, with people like uh, from Ubisoft, about it. Ubisoft saying like in twenty years from now we won't even have consoles, you know, and it's like with, with things like this is the way that people are thinking in the industry now. Yeah. This is the way that people are kind of going, and so for Microsoft to now take their flag and go, we're here too, yeah, and we're on top of it, yep, you know, and like the most trusted name in this is Microsoft because they have a gaming thing and a technology thing. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah, and that's the Google thing. doesn't have a gaming thing. It's like, what are you doing, Google? It just takes somebody with with a vision and with a foresight to say, I think that in X number of years this will be possible. And so let's start working on it now so that when it is possible we're ready. Yeah. And um I don't know why. I mean, I just hadn't ever thought about the idea of something like 5G or next generation wireless. And, you know, like that's not been where my brain has been at. I don't know if yours has been, but. I mean, it's like that's the thing that I have known was probably coming eventually. But it's like it's always like even for like the last five years, it's like, oh, it's it's 5G. You'll sell and, everything. And it's like mean, so far you know? away. And you're just like, I don't even know. I don't even know what that is yet. And yeah. it's like just now like becoming a thing where it's like, oh, it's happening places. Yeah. I mean, and then, you know, they think about like. I mean, maybe in another another ten years from now, because in ten years we've gone from one X to four G, and another ten years we may be on eight G, and everyone's heads explode. I don't know. You, know, like, I don't, <laughs> you literally just have it <laughs> into your brain. Like, I mean, I don't know what that even means. Like, what does that mean at that point? Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. Oh man. I mean, technology speeds up, like, just generally. It's like a logarithmic thing where, like, speeds up, speeds up all the way to a certain point, and then it just, like, kind of plateaus a little bit a lot of times. Like, with miniaturization was the big thing, like, however long ago, it's like, oh, we can make this smaller, we can make it smaller, we can make it smaller, we can make it more. And now we're at the point where it's like, how do we really make this Apple Watch smaller? You know, it's like, they find a way. Oh, yeah, they do it's, it. It's, like, on this, like, minuscule scale rather than it being, like, these drastic things where it's like, we took this and put it into this, which, by the way, there's a funny news story where somebody took a nintendo wii and put it into an altoid tin <laughs> did you see this no where it has a uh, you flip it up and it has an altoid like it has a screen in it and buttons in oh it oh my gosh and it's it's literally the insides of a nintendo wii on a battery and it lasts 10 minutes yeah and then that's it i mean i'll tell you like it's, it's like it's not a, practical a, a good example of this. it overheats <laughs> do you remember whenever i don't i think it was was it which which iphone got rid of the headphone jack not mine it's the one after mine. So, so seven. seven. So, and when that happened, we were like, man, that's just absurd. Why would they do that? Like, you know, everyone's all up in arms. They're getting rid of the headphone jacks. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
And, you mean I can't listen to music and charge my phone at the same time? And here we are, what, three years later? And I don't even use headphones that connect via a wire to my phone. <laughs> of and course, so, those are expensive, like $150 headphones anyway. Sure. But yeah. But you know what I mean? I, you know I know what, what you mean. Yeah, I like get they, it. You know, things like that happen. And, we're, and, and our small minds are just like, what? No headphone jack? Yeah. And then like two years yeah. later, I'm like, I don't you know. I just, nothing has wires anymore. <laughs> <laughs> If it has wires, it's like, this is the worst thing ever. And it has I mean, a wire. And even the generation after this is whenever they start doing you know, wireless charging. So there's literally no reason to plug in your phone to, any, to anything. You know, yeah. It's just like, okay, <laughs> this is where this stuff's going. You know? yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. It's crazy. It is wild. Well, that's it for this week. This is a good episode. This was a good episode. How it was long a, is it? I can't it's, read. It's uh, 83 minutes long, and nice. I feel like it's been packed. Chock full. The whole thing. Of information, speculation, great, which, and... Instigation. Speaking of, we need to go over the next fifteen episodes. Is that oh, right? Oh man, yeah, of the podcast. Right. All right, all right. Reminisce. So, did we? We made it through thirty last. Uh, yes, last that's week? correct. Right. That's correct. So, what are we? So, uh, Black Ops came out this week. First Man is out. We talked about reviewing that at some point, mm-hmm. but I, I'll definitely see it. Yeah, you'll definitely see it. Um, I don't know. It's that getting we'll, fantastic reviews. Oh my god, and it looks amazing. Yeah. Number one. Okay, I'll tell you all the things I love about First Man. Number one, space. Dude, space. Number Who two, doesn't love space? Two, Ryan Gosling. Who doesn't love Ryan Gosling? Number three, Damien Chazelle. Who doesn't love Damien Chazelle? Well, I, I, there's, <laughs> I didn't see La La Land yet, so what, I, I don't John? know. I don't know. <laughs> Everyone always tells me it's like it's my type of movie, but I, every time I've even even the first like I watched the first couple scenes with you one time, and I was just like, nah, I, don't, I got nothing. Anyway, I need to watch it at some point. It'll happen. You watched um, what's that other musical that you just watched? Uh, the movie. Oh, Greatest Showman. Did you like Greatest, Greatest Showman? Showman? I mean, it was good. Okay. This movie is 10 times better than Greatest Showman. I mean, okay. I get it. I get it. But I also think, like, Greatest Showman was good. Like, sure. You know? So if it was good, then this is fantastic. Okay. 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 Um, <laughs> I'm, oh, man, John. <laughs> I just, I need, I don't know what to do. By the way, tip <laughs> tip with Greatest Showman, if you're not watching it in 5.1, make sure that whatever Blu-ray, DVD, whatever you have, set it to be stereo because the audio is so much better that way. Like the fold-down. The fold-down fold for, uh, Explain what for that. Explain fold-down is for those who don't know. So, so for those that don't know, if you are listening in a, a 5.1 a stereo surround sound, so it, that means that there's five speakers. Or even seven. Sometimes or 7. even seven point one, yeah. So and then and a sub, or seven speakers and a sub. And what happens is if you just listen to it on a normal audio setting, like where without selecting, like this is for stereo, um, it will fold all seven point one of those channels into whatever you have available. And so if you have two speakers on the front of your TV available, it'll put them there. If you have a sound bar, it'll put them there. Like so, it takes all of this stuff, folds it down into like seven speakers, folds it down into two. And what can happen is things get messed up along the way where like if cancellation if, cancellation so phase cancellation can happen so and now so like, i can't hear anybody say anything right so like i can't hear the dialogue i have to turn it up really loud during the dialogue sections and turn it back down during some of the chorus sections but wait whenever hugh jackman is singing for some reason i can't hear a single thing that he's saying but everybody else is fine <laughs> it's because somehow we used a stereo effect in the mixing to make him sound larger than life which is fantastic but i can't hear it now because it's folded down and it's all canceled out so if you set it to the right setting of the stereo speakers then it will work out better you should always set your audio just like your video yep to match the 
destination you're watching it right. on. And don't trust, because this one, like, I popped it in, yeah. and it's like, I was just like, why does it sound weird? Or Catherine asked, why does it sound weird? I can't yeah. hear him. And I was like, oh, let me ch- let's check that you suggested it before I'd even watched the thing. And I was like, whenever I was watching it, I would, like, check the settings. I was like, oh, it's totally not set on that, <laughs> which it doesn't make any sense. No. That uh, it just wouldn't automatically I mean, set it. But, again, but it, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, well, I mean, I watched um, Blade Runner 2049. We talked about this last week. Mm-hmm. Fantastic movie. Another one you should totally see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the same thing happened on my Blu-ray. Uh, mm-hmm. Whenever I like, it's it was playing uh, some kind of seven point one uncompressed Dang. mix, and so it was like super super loud, and, like distorting <laughs> my speakers during some yeah. parts, and like super quiet. I'm like, oh my gosh, this yeah. is the worst. So I turn it to actual range. stereo. And it sounds fine. Yeah. <laughs> Uncompressed dynamic range stuff. It's like, oh, this would be fantastic if I had 7.1 speakers. Yeah. It makes sense in that scenario. Any other time, it's just frustrating. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go through the next. We've gone through 30 episodes of our show. We're, we're taking a look back and in our lead up to episode 300, taking a look back at the show. So this episode, did I tease you with something? You oh, did. What movie is it? <sighs> uh, it came out. We released uh, this podcast November 23rd. 2013. That's so long ago. I know. Life is so different now. <laughs> um, no. Uh, oh, man. Was it? Mm. So it's not the Wolverine. No. Um, is it superhero related? No. Okay. Then it's uh, got to be... I want to say it's like a Christopher Nolan movie. Nope. No? Okay. Nope. What is it? Hunger Games Catching Fire. Ah, that's right. We did review those. <laughs> ah. Yeah, Hunger Games Catching Fire review and the Xbox One release. That's whenever the Xbox One came out mm. and we uh, reviewed that. I was thinking, I was like, I okay, think. what type of movies do we usually did we review at the time? And a lot of, like yeah. we reviewed a lot of comic book movies. Yeah. And we reviewed all the Christopher Nolan movies that would release at the time. I was like, okay, well, that I one don't... gets you because it's a book. Yeah. You know, it's a book adaptation. That's right. And that one, like, it makes sense because like around the time, that was around whenever I read those books. Yeah, yeah. And dude, that was a great twenty four hour period. So good, dude. Well, I mean, <laughs> This is the year after, because the year before this would have been like the first yeah. Hunger Games. The yeah. Catching Fire was the second one, right? Yeah. Yes. Correct. Okay. Um, I think I read the books whenever the first movie came out. I thought you read them before, because I read them before. I don't think so. Why did I read them then? I don't know. But I read them. I I read them all in one weekend as well. So like, I think I was a little bit behind on this whole thing, and huh. so it was just like I completely I like for sure thought that we read it at like the same time. I lost like two days of my life to the entirety of uh, the Hunger Games. Series. I think I read because like the 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 first Hunger Games movie came out in two thousand probably two thousand twelve, mm. and I read it that summer, the summer of two thousand twelve. Mm. Actually, no, the spring because I remember I was uh, reading it whenever I worked for uh, for the church around Easter. I was. Re- <sighs> I was sitting around uh, while they were uh, loading in uh, for uh, Easter and uh, reading The Hunger Games because I couldn't put it down. I mean, dude, you can't put that book down. No. You can't put those any of those books, either. all like all three of them. I bought it on Kindle. They hit so I you hard, read my, man. Read it on my phone. Jeez. Like those and then The Road. Like those, <laughs> those oh are the books gosh, the road. that I've completely just lost like – like time to where it's like I start it thinking like oh this is a normal book that I'm gonna read like before bed and put down and mm-hmm. sleep like a normal human being and eat like a normal human being and do all the normal human being things but then as soon as I start I go well I can't finish I can't stop doing anything that's human until I like I have to finish this before I do anything else yep have to so have to. yeah uh, episode 32 was the Walking Dead mid-season four finale 
And we talked about Gal Gadot being cast as Wonder Woman. Awesome. Oh, man. Fantastic Wonder Woman. Talked about this earlier tonight. Episode 33, we reviewed The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog. Ah, The Desolation of Smog. We talked about... We, we should, I mean, we... <laughs> We we uh we were talking about I think uh, we made that joke during I the see, thing too. I see fire. Yep. Oh misty eye of the mountain below. We've played Earlier I see tonight. fire on this podcast so many times. So we should be playing it right now. And it is playing right now <laughs> once again. Just because it's so good. I mean, why not? Um one of the, literally the best songs. Dude, like that's the that song. And the 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 ending of Desolation of Smaug was is the reason that that trilogy exists. Like it otherwise, like the, what's the point? You know? Yeah, for sure. I kind of want to get the lyrics like just like I don't know in some art piece somehow or like I don't know. Oh, dude, like like a shadow boxy kind of yeah, thing something. with the lyrics on it and like oh yeah, it's just it's so good. Um, and we've talked about, I think before about how Ed Sheeran. They brought him in to watch the movie, and he watched the movie and then walked into the other room and wrote the song mm-hmm. and then played half of the instruments mm-hmm. for it. Like recorded, recorded it right then? That day. Yeah. That's insane. Oh, my gosh. Ed Sheeran's insane. And it's so fantastic. Like, man, that song, like, oh, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, still, I can, like, I can well, think of... just the end of it. Yeah. You know, like, you have, you know, everything leading up to it, and then you have the, you know, what have we done in Smog saying... I am death. Yeah. And it's the time he like first time he flies, like <laughs> blows out of the, the uh-huh. side of the mountain and like shakes off the gold. And whenever we saw oh. it, like we were in the IMAX theater up in Nashville and it was just like, the song was just so all encompassing. Yeah. Talk about a 7.1 mix. That is fantastic. Like that mix was so good. Like I saw that movie, I think three times. And the third time was specifically to hear that song in 7.1 one more time it's before amazing, it left dude. the theaters, you know? Cause it's like the way that they mixed his voice through that song. Like yeah, there's so many of him singing at the yes. end and it's like stacked all around you. It's like, ah, ah, this is so good. It's one of my favorite, one of my favorite moments in all of movies Yeah, and music. And then the last movie killed it all. Yeah. Uh, episode 34. It was the best TV, movies, and comics of 2013. Kaboom! The best of. This is our description. As 2013 comes to a close, we talk about a few of our favorite things. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. What does that mean? No idea. Are you, was it a reference to the song, A Few of My Favorite Things, that has been like completely claimed as like a holiday song, but not Maybe. like it's not actually a holiday song. Like in the, in the sound of music, it doesn't happen at a Christmas time. Who knows? Is it just about like because it's about getting stuff? Uh, episode 35 was the best games of 2013, so we took a look back at 2013. I will definitively go on the record and say that a few of my favorite things is the worst Christmas song, because it's not a Christmas song. We should uh, do that in December, our, our least favorite Christmas songs. I mean, that one is like, it's not even a Christmas song, but they play it all the time at Christmas time. I feel like I have songs that I don't, I dislike more, I just have to think about them. Okay. Usually try to cut them out of my mind. I mean, so, that's the way it works with things that I don't like. Then episode thirty-six was 2014 entertainment preview plus Titanfall, The Division, and Halo Five news. Oh man, it's crazy, man. The Division hasn't even come out yet. Halo Five hasn't come out yet. Uh, episode thirty-seven, Frozen review. I like it. You did that because I didn't see that till later. Frozen is such a good review, movie. Or entertainment news. I feel like everybody likes to hate on Frozen, but Frozen is such a good movie. Uh, episode 38, one of my favorite episodes ever. I think we had to... Uh, no, maybe we didn't have to turn on this. 
maybe just between you and me. Uh, IMAX, is it really better? That's we right. With the IMAX format and the, the laser projection and versus the uh, digital projection versus film projection in IMAX theaters. It was a good discussion. Check that one out. I have heard that if you get the chance to see uh, First Man in 70 millimeter IMAX yes, film, that's what I to, see. to do that. It was shot in that. Yes. Um, that episode is only 36 minutes long, so like definitely check that out. It was yeah. fun. It's a good one. Um, episode 39 is the Tomb Raider Definitive Edition Comparison Review. We compared the Xbox One, PS4, Xbox 360, and PS3 versions. Possibly the episode that we did the most research beforehand. Like, uh, like we played through large portions of that game on all of those consoles. I think. Well, I think we finished. Didn't I? Fin- didn't we finish the one on Xbox One and PS4? Yes. You bought. You played it on Xbox One. Mm-hmm. I played it on PS4, and then we like. I, we brought the consoles to your house. And we yeah. looked at them both of them, and we both bought, or maybe I bought the uh, three sixty. Yeah, because I, I had the I, yeah. I had the three six. I bought the three sixty version. I think it was we like, spent a lot of time and money on that. It was so much, <laughs> um, so, so much research. I just remember like playing through that game, thinking like, "Is the, what's the difference?" In like right, I think I wrote stuff down, and it's like, "Oh, oh my yeah. gosh!" Oh, I mean, is... that's the thing though. Like that was the first game that was like really like a good benchmark across systems on like. Yeah what is the di- real difference here? Because yeah. that was, you know, like back before that, like the, there was always like, well, like the PS4 is more powerful. And like, what does that actually mean though in application? Mm-hmm. And like, sure there were Call of Duties, but there was nothing really like pushing the limits of it. And Call of Duty all of a sudden it's like, okay, this is the first multi-platform game that is 60 frames a second on PS4, but only 30 on Xbox One. And it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, okay. And then it's like, ooh, that's what it means. Yeah, so what is it? So what is this? You know, like, but then which one's better? I don't remember. I'd have to go back and listen. I think I remember thinking, and I still thought, I still think with Tomb Raider specifically that 60 frames per second is not, like, doesn't feel right to me because it's a very cinematic experience. And so I, it, it feels like it's a little bit, she's running too fast. Yeah. Um, I feel like I, think I could you get used to it. I could though. get used to it, though. Because, yeah. like, I think about, like, Spider Man and I think about um, even, like, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, at first, whenever I played Horizon Zero Dawn, I was like, oh, this feels like it's, sometimes it feels like she's running a little too fast or whatever. But yeah. it's like, you just get used to it and it feels a little bit more real, a little bit more visceral after. After a while, but at first blush, I think at the time I thought that like 30 frames per second was maybe just as good, like maybe more intended that way because it felt more cinematic. I don't know. Yeah, it was it was a it was a cool experiment. Yeah, um, it's, that's one of those things that like was unique to that time mm-hmm. period. Yeah, where we were all just kind of trying to figure out like what are these bo- what's the capabilities of these boxes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, episode 40 was the Lego Movie review. And are superhero actors replaceable? I guess maybe talking about Robert Downey Jr. or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. We, uh, didn't we review that with Cody Moffat? Yes. And uh, I believe JJ and, was on that yeah. episode as well. But like that was a hilarious one because like we bought the tickets for that and it was like in Murfreesboro, like where you live or whatever. Yeah, we bought uh, Smyrna, that's right. And uh, we went to the theater and like we were the only people who <laughs> were not parents yeah. and weren't like we young were in a kids. sea of children. And like the jokes that we and the parents in the room laughed at were vastly different than the jokes that the kids laughed at, which was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. It's a great movie for everybody. The whole family will enjoy it. Episode 41 has a very provocative title. Titanfall, the death of the first person shooter. That's clickbait. Plus Minecraft Revenge. That's whenever on the podcast, somehow (laughs) you, what was it? You got into a lobby, Minecraft lobby with Fultron and like, Surprised him? What was it? We did something. We did something. 
John takes revenge on Josh Fulton. I forgot what that was. I don't know either. Um, and our yeah, our, our description was this Titanfall, the end of the first person shooter as we know them. The answer is yes, but also no, because like now we're having this resurgence of like this is like a boots on the ground, yeah, old yeah. school. I don't, I don't even know what like our premise was for that. I think it's like the the, the motion and the fact that like it's just so vastly different than and what it was, was out at the time. Multiplayer and yeah, whatever. Yeah. Episode forty two armor. Whoa, I just went through puberty whoa. there that, like two whoa. seconds ago. Uh, episode forty two armor crog behind the scenes at Pintle Test Studios. That was a fun trip. And irrational games downsizing. And Titanfall beta. So, oh man. So that's whenever you went out to mm-hmm. Armor Krog, or sorry, to Pencil Test Studios. Yep. Out in California. Very fun trip. And um, Irrational Games down. So that's whenever, uh, right after Bioshock Infinite, the DLC finally came out for that. Yep. And uh, they downsized to focus on something else that hasn't yet to come out. Has yet to come out. <laughs> Even till now. Yeah. Like, there's no news about it. Episode 43 was the Academy Award Oscar predictions for 2014. And pick of the week, I forget what was in 2014, what movies there were, but I'm sure they were great. <laughs> uh, for episode 42, tons of entertainment news, <laughs> plus what's on our minds. How can you be more generic than that? I mean, we go from like, the, the titles swing from like super clickbaity to like completely generic, you know? <laughs> um, episode 45, this is where we'll end tonight with the uh, t- Titanfall review. And South Park and Star Wars news. Um, oh, yeah. So Derek from D-Train Games, he uh, reviewed Titanfall with us. That's right. Awesome. That was a fun... I, I love that era of like the like multiplayer shooter, really. like Because yeah. it's like every single one was different. Whereas, like, it's whenever Call of Duty kind of adopted that, like, oh, we're going to make it, you know, you can run on walls and there's all this stuff. And whenever they adopted that kind of gameplay style, it all kind of samed out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Where it's well, like, I, oh. think, I think it's funny that, I mean, I like this about like new console generations or whatever, where it's like, okay, what we're going to push the boundaries of what we think or you think is possible in these games and so like what's and and what's fun and yet titan dude first first titanfall is so fun so good um and the second titanfall is fun too but like it's really fun i don't think it had the same impact necessarily um because it was again it was like there was already like oh there's a lot of the same like traversal but it was like hey all of a sudden now this is possible and then things like call of duty and um did Battlefield do jumping, wall running, all that kind of stuff? No, no, they did. Uh, they did Levolution. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was the way that they utilized the new tech. Levolution. Forgot about that. That was kind of just real overrated. Where it's like halfway through a map, that the crane would fall. And then right after that was Battlefield Hardline, and I loved Battlefield Hardline. That was such good. a great game. It was good. Campaign uh, on that was great. The multiplayer was pretty fun too, like the heists yeah, uh-huh. and stuff. Like I, I remember like <laughs> loading, loading the money, loading the money, loading the money, yeah. and like you know that's so so yeah. frantic. I really want to get Call of Duty now. We could we could go download it right now, John. I mean, it's it's, it's possible. Ti- it's, ti- it's it's uh, it's about to be eleven, which is twelve on the East Coast, which is the time. I guarantee you the GameStop here already probably sold it. I'm sure. At nine. Yeah. <laughs> that's it for this week. What are we talking about next week? Did we say? Oh, Nothing? man. That's a good question. I haven't even looked at what next week is. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, <laughs> I need to talk to you offline about that, probably. Okay. Um, ho, ho, ho. 
<laughs> your Halloween party is a week from tomorrow. Yeah. So that's awesome. Uh, that's what I need to talk to you about. Sweet. Possibly recording early. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> that week. Yeah, I'm down. Um, I, mean, I should be down. I don't wait. see anything on my calendar that would prohibit me from recording early. All right. So. My, it actually might be smaller this year. I have like a lot of people are out of town, which is both disappointing. But I'm like, well, maybe it's an opportunity to do something different. So. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, we'll see. And we've done the same thing for several years now, so yeah. we'll, maybe we'll shake things shake up. Shake it up. Yeah. Well, I know we'll probably be, uh, be be coming earlier than normal because like we'll have oh, the yeah, little yeah. the little dude. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be fun. Um, you can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com. I don't know what we'll talk about next week. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. It'll be good. Maybe Halloween. Good. When have we let you down? Maybe the Halloween party and how Chris has stabbed himself in the hand again. You know, I don't yeah, know. But it won't be after the Halloween that's party. That's right. That's right. We'll have to. We'll It'll t- be before. Talk about all the decorations you've been putting up. Yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> that's interesting podcasting. Always online at stayintargetpodcast.com on, on Twitter at ChrisWright250. And John Wright 777 And at stayintargetpod. Please go to your podcast service of choice. Review us. Tell all your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on Target. Target.